I'm glad to be able to uh, gather here this morning as a church body. I encourage you, make your way to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, if you've been uh, hanging out here at the church for some time, you know that we've been going uh, through the Sermon on the Mount. And uh, I know some of you are also fully aware that here during the month of April, we've kind of taken a little bit of an interlude from the verse-by-verse Sermon on the Mount exposition. And uh, we're talking about building God's kingdom today. Uh, however, it goes, it goes completely in line with the Sermon on the Mount and uh, what we're learning through that. Next week, we will be jumping back into the verse-by-verse uh, exposition of the Sermon on the Mount there in Matthew chapter 6, verse 1. So we're getting into the, uh, the Lord's Prayer as well. Uh, so I encourage you, actually, we'll be uh, yeah, starting there with verse uh, 5, it looks like it. So I encourage you, go ahead and, and uh, read ahead, all right? Uh, plan and prepare yourself uh, for the remainder of this teaching series. Matthew chapter 5, uh, verse 14 and 16 is where I'd like to read, and that will be the springboard uh, for our lesson this morning. Jesus uh, wrote these words for us. He said, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds, and glorify your Father in heaven. That they may see your good deeds, that they might see the good works that you do, and that they would glorify our Father in heaven. When you get up in the morning, and you're facing the day when you're tempted to uh, maybe hit the snooze bar and roll over uh, for another 10 or 15 minutes... um, but when, you, when you're faced with, that new, with, a, with, with a new day, what are you telling yourself or what hopes do you have about that new day? Right this morning, what was maybe one of the first thoughts that came to your mind as you woke up? Did you wake up thinking to yourself, oh, I wish I had another hour or two to sleep? Right? right true confessions, anyone in here feel like that? Maybe, maybe you thought, oh, I wish I had gone to bed an, early, an hour earlier last night. Some of us think, oh, I can't wait to get that first cup of coffee. But what, what, what were your hopes for today? When you, when you think about the remainder of your day, what are you anticipating? What are you hoping will happen? What difference... Today, do you want your life to make? Let me ask that again. What difference today in the scheme of history, in the transaction in this timeline of history, what difference today do you want your life to make? See, the truth of the matter is, is that God throughout all of history is establishing and building up his kingdom. All of that, that really is the overarching storyline of all of history, is that God is about the business of building his kingdom. All of these uh, headlines, all of this breaking news that we look at and that we read each day that, that captures our attention, those are merely subplots to the primary plot that God is building up his kingdom. And in the Sermon on the Mount, uh, it's clear We learned this a number of weeks ago, a couple months ago now, in the Sermon on the Mount, it's clear that Jesus is inviting us into this opportunity to help build up his kingdom. Did you know that Jesus has extended the invitation to every one of us who believe in him? He's coming and he is saying, come and follow me and and I'll make you what? Fishers of men. What, what he did, the same thing that he's done to the disciples where he said, come and follow me. I, I want you to be involved in this kingdom that I'm establishing in, in this world. He said, I, I want you to be involved with that. And I do think it's interesting that he said fishers of men. I often wonder, what if, what if the, 
the disciples that he had called in that moment were actually construction workers. <laughs> what would if, what, come and, and follow me and I'll make you builders of my kingdom, right? It, what we see here is that Jesus is acknowledging those men's, he's, he's acknowledging our skills, our abilities, and he is saying, I'm going to take all of that and I'm going to then apply it into the, the activity of building up my kingdom. So during the month of April, the first couple of weeks, we, we are talking about this, this reality, this truth of building up God's kingdom today. And this morning I'm concluding this four-week little interlude. You might remember on that first Sunday, Pastor Dan began uh, this little mini-series several weeks ago by reminding us all that we have a purpose in life, that God has given each of us a purpose of, of showing Christ to others, that God has given us this purpose of helping build up the kingdom. You might remember that Pastor Dan challenged us to reflect on our own lives he challenged us to reflect on our own goals, even thinking about how we hope to maybe one day be remembered. Then two weeks ago, Bill Reynolds taught us how God has equipped each of us. How God has equipped each of us to fulfill our purpose through various giftings and through different passions and values that God has given us. Right? God did not just give us a purpose like Pastor Dan taught us about. God did not just give us a purpose and then, and then kind of say, good luck with that, right? Good luck with that, kids. We'll, we'll see how you do. God actually, in his grace, then equips us to carry out this purpose. Everything that we need to live a godly life, everything that we need to carry out his purpose, God has graciously and generously given to us so that we can participate in this kingdom-building activity. And so this morning, we're going to be looking at a third element of building God's kingdom today, and the third element is that of doing good works. Now, I'm going to, for those of you who are visual learners, I'm going to go ahead and, and, and kind of put this in a, a visual way. All right, this is the first week. You have this circle over here. Pastor Dan talked about it. He said, God has given all of us a purpose. And then that second week, you might remember how Pastor Bill talked about how God has then equipped us to carry out this purpose. And this morning, I'm going to be talking about how, how all of this, how, how then God gives us this call, this challenge to participate in good works and it's that intersection, all right? That where I don't know if you can see that. Very, yeah, you can't see that. Sorry about that. That's red. That says the sweet spot, okay? You see where that arrow is pointing to right there? That's the sweet spot. That's, I mean, ultimately, that's what we're all hoping is that God's purpose for our life and then the intersection of, of where, how we've been equipped and then stepping into these good works, that's where you start to realize there's great joy in serving Jesus, now, understandably, there are times when we participate in good works that maybe we're not necessarily equipped for, but we just do it because the job needs to get done. But this morning, our encouragement, my encouragement from God's word is that we will be actively and intentionally stepping into good works so that we can help God, so that God can use us to build up his kingdom. And in fact, that's the big idea for this morning. Go ahead and write this down. God builds his kingdom through our good works. God builds his kingdom through our good works. God has given us this purpose of, of being involved in his work here in the world. God has equipped us for the task. And now the opportunity then are good works. I want us to really think about the fact that it, it, it's truly remarkable that God uses our good works to accomplish his purpose in this world. Our good works are one of the primary means that God's plan is carried out, through which God's plan is carried out. You remember what Jesus told us here, uh, right there in 
Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. I just read it a few minutes ago, verses 14 and 15. And then in verse 16, Jesus says this in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your what? Your good deeds, your good works. In other words, right, the, the brightness of our light is determined by our efforts in these good works. Now, I don't want us to, I don't want you to misunderstand. We're not talking about earning salvation through these good, good works. That's not what we're, what we're discussing this morning. Rather, what we're discussing is, are these good works that we're called into because we have been saved? The good works we're discussing are the good works that we participate in because we have received the free gift of salvation. We're not talking about earning any salvation. We're not even talking about earning God's favor. Instead, we're just talking about this morning these good works that we've been called to because we are followers of Jesus Christ. I have to admit, the emphasis that the Bible places on a believer's, on a Christian's good works is rather surprising. Throughout Scripture, we are commanded to be involved in doing good works. Because remember, God builds His kingdom, how? Through our good works. So think about this. When you wake up in the morning, right? When you wake up in the morning, you're not just getting up just to go about the motions of your day. We should be waking up with the hope and the anticipation that God has prepared good works for us to do today. And that God is going to use these good works, these efforts, how? To build his kingdom. That through your good works, church, hear me on this, through your good works, God is using those works to make an eternal difference. Now, Follow along with me because we are going to look at 13 different scripture passages. Now, some of you might say, but Michael, my fingers aren't awake yet to be turning to 13 different passages. I am going to save you the trouble because I've got them on the screen this morning. But we're going to look at 13 different scripture passages that talk about our good works. And most of these I'm not going to be making comments on. Instead, we'll just we'll read maybe a, a quick side comment here or there. But by and large, we're going to allow God's word to convince us that we're to be a church. We are to be, be members of, of, of God's church. That is, as citizens of his kingdom, we should be about the business of good works. All right, so let's go. The first one is this. Pastor Dan talked about this a couple weeks ago. They're in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, and they might even be there on your sheets in front of you. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, why? To do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God is making someone new. God is making a new, you're a new creation in Christ Jesus, why? Just to look pretty? No. To do something. To do good works. The next one is then. Then is 1 Peter 2.12, that we should live such good lives among the pagans that though they accuse you of doing wrong, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day he visits us. If we were to ask your neighbors, your unbelieving neighbors, what type of person, what type of neighbor you are, what would they say? That's what Peter's telling us. That they should be able to see your good deeds and what? And glorify God. The next one then is Colossians 1.10. And we pray this in order that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and may please Him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God. There it is again. Good works. We've been called to these good works. The next one then is 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. May our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who has loved us and by his grace gave us eternal encouragement and good hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. 
Hebrews 13. May the God of peace, who through the blood of the eternal covenant brought back from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, may he equip you, right, with everything good for doing his will. And may he work in us what is pleasing to him through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. That God has given us a purpose. He has equipped us. And why have we been equipped? To do good for him. 1 Timothy, command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds, and to be generous and willing to share. What does your bank account of good deeds look like? Are you rich in good deeds? Are you, do good deeds, do good works flow freely from you? 2 Timothy 3, all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. Are, are you starting to get the point? Again, it, it's, it's, it's all throughout the New Testament in particular. Titus chapter 2, we're, we're almost there, church. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all, wicked, all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. You see, all of that, right? Pre those, those preceding verses and starting in, in verse 11, all of that, and it ends up where? That we are people who are eager to do good. 2 Corinthians 9.8, and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. 2 Timothy 2, if a man cleanses himself from the latter, he will be an instrument for noble purposes. So there's a cleansing from sin. All right, He will be an instrument for noble purposes, made holy, useful to the master, and prepared to do any good work. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers, right? We, we are called to do good to one another. Now, that's, that's, that's the easier part, isn't it, right? Some of you are like, well, at least I don't have to do good to those, to those people who don't necessarily like me, but I think we've, we've kind of, uh, we've learned that's not true, and especially now, Jesus tells us here in, chap in Luke, but I tell you who hear me, love your enemies, and what should we do to our enemies? Do good, do good to those who hate you, but love your enemies, do good to them. And even go so far as lend to them without expecting to get anything in return. And the final, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Now, that's 13 different passages that remind us that we as a church are to be about the business of doing good works, doing good deeds. I've provided, I've got several applications now, all right? We've gone through a long list of verses. Let me just go ahead and give us several applications. And the first application is, it, is this, is that we're to be eager to do good works. We should be eager to do good works. And this goes back to my opening question, right? When you wake up in the morning, what is, what's the first thought that comes to your mind? What is it that you are eagerly getting out of bed to do? Some of us are eager to make it through the day and get back into the bed later that night or for an afternoon nap. What are you most eager to do in your daily life? What is it that just kind of drives you? 
we learned here from these verses that we should be eager to do good works. Church, are you eager? The idea of eager is to be totally committed, to be sold out, to be dedicated, to be fanatical, to be fervent, to be passionate, to have a single-minded obedience, to be enthusiastically devoted to doing good works. Maybe for some of us, a simple prayer that we should pray each morning is this, is, Lord, teach me to be eager to do good works for you. Right? When was the last time you prayed that prayer? Lord, teach me to be eager to do good works for you. And to add to that prayer, help me to remember that you are building your kingdom through my good works. You see, when you're eager to do good works, you begin to view life and opportunities a little bit differently. You get out of bed for the purpose of doing good works. All of us, tomorrow morning, on that Monday morning, we should jump right out of bed and we should say, Hallelujah, praise Jesus, today God has some good works in store for me. Right? You can go ahead and call me and, and let me know how that, how that goes. Husbands, try it on your wife when she's still sleeping, right? Honey, get out of bed. We got some good works for Jesus today. You might be seeing me for some marriage counseling. I don't know. But, but we should, shouldn't we? We should go to work for the purpose of doing good works, not only in our job, but seeing opportunities to serve our coworkers. We should come home for the purpose of doing good works. Oftentimes, after a long day, we just want to come home, kick back, relax, veg. But our homes should be a place of good works. We should go into our neighborhoods and our communities for the purpose of doing good works. We saw, the, we saw all of those verses, all of those instances where we are commanded to be a people about the business of doing good works. Oswald Chambers said, do good until it is an unconscious habit of life and you no longer even know you're doing it. Just allow doing good and there's a school, there's a teacher just across the hall who's doing a lot of good right now. You hear the children, you hear the children's having a fun? There's, there, we, we, we should be so interested, we should be so intent on doing good that it just becomes an unconscious habit. And so the first one is this, we are to be eager to do good works. The next one then is this, we are to encourage one another to do good works. We should be eager to do those good works, and then we should encourage others to do good works as well. The author of Hebrews told us there at the end, we, we read this verse, and let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Church, it's our responsibility to help others become loving people who do good works. God invites us into that responsibility. And so the implication is that good works do not always come naturally, right? Are there ever times when you see an opportunity to do a good work or to do something or to serve someone else that you think, oh, not today, please, Lord, not today. Can I just pretend that I didn't see this need or this opportunity. Do you ever feel like that? Right? So the fact that we are instructed to encourage and spur one another on means that it doesn't always come easy. Think about that word spur. All right? We're now in derby season, aren't we? Right? Tori's going to be, Tori is in the middle of her busy season with her job right now. 
You think about that word spur. Maybe what comes to mind is a horse rider who is spurring the horse on in the race. Right? I think of the cowboy boots, right, and the spurs. And they're kicking the side of the horse. If you're the derby, you got that whip. You're, that's, a, that's a means of, of spurring. Believe it or not, the Greek meaning for that word spur or encourage means kick the other person gently in the pants. You can double check that with our Greek scholar Dan Horton back there to see. No, it doesn't mean that, but it sounds good, doesn't it? We are to be people who encourage one another to do good works because that's our shared responsibility. We shouldn't just be lone rangers out there doing good works by ourselves. Instead, we should invite other people in and we should encourage them as well. So I wonder, uh, what opportunities are before you to do good works, right? These are some questions that we should even ask one another. How'd it go this week in doing good works, right? How, how did it go? We should be asking ourselves, hey, what, come on, what, what is it? You know, we're, we're supposed to, we're commanded, the Bible tells us to do good works. What, what is it that keeps you from doing those good works? Maybe even asking others, hey, how are you being intentional and doing good works? I know that is, that, is, that is contrary to how we tend to communicate. Man, it was a great, beautiful day today, isn't it? What do you think about the, newest, the, the latest sports headline? We talk about all of that, but Jesus invites us into these good works. Throughout the New Testament, we're commanded to do good works. And then when you realize that God actually uses our good works to establish his kingdom, we realize there's a pretty high purpose here. So we should be quick to give each other a high five when we hear others are doing good works. To spur one another on. A gentle kick in the pants, if you will. And then life application number three is that we are to expect our good works to bring God glory. We should expect our good works to bring God glory. The first was we should be eager to do good works. Then we should encourage one another to do good works. And then finally, we should expect our good works to bring God glory. Jesus said that there in the Sermon on the Mount, there in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. That they would see your good deeds and what? And glorify your Father who is in heaven. On Friday, as I was working on this sermon, there was a, I was uh, sitting at a, a local Panera Bread and uh, drinking much more, too much coffee. And there was a gal there who was wearing a shirt that said, Doing good feels good. Doing good feels good. And again, the Lord is very kind in providing me with opportunities for sermon illustrations. So I stepped into this opportunity. And I said, I really like your shirt. And little did I know, she works for the Salvation Army. And they're about the business of doing good. And we had probably about a 15 or 20 minute conversation about doing good. And we talked about Jesus as well. But doing good is more than just feeling good, isn't it? We do feel good after we do something good, don't we? But it's more than that. You see, the difference between a Christian's good works and the good works of a non-believer or the good works of someone else in this world is that who is it that gets the glory? The end goal of our good works is indeed God's glory that the world would believe in Jesus and that they too would respond to the invitation that Jesus extends even to them. Come and follow me and I'll make you a fisher. I want to invite you into this kingdom that I'm building and I want to make you someone who does good works too. I appreciate what John Piper writes regarding our good works and God's glory. He says that when we, in doing good works to others, they get help we get joy, and God gets the glory. 
right? It's a win-win-win for everyone. They get help, we get joy, and God gets glory. Through our good works, we spread the fame of Jesus. We make a name for the Lord. Doing good works before a watching world is an important way to declare God's glory, to help build his kingdom. And we should be a people who are laser-focused, who are incredibly intentional in doing good deeds. We should be a people who are not just caught up, who are not enslaved to just pursuing worldly comforts. We should be a people who realize that it truly is more blessed to give than to receive. We should be a people who aren't just dreaming about a 401k for a comfy retirement. But we should be a people who are dreaming about how is God going to use my good works in building his kingdom in this world. We should be all in, church. That should consume our minds, our dreams. We should dream about it at night. We should wake up in the morning excited to do it. And then throughout the course of our day, we should be stepping into those opportunities. And then we should fall asleep dead tired because we know that we gave it all for Jesus. Church, God builds his kingdom through our good works. God builds his kingdom through our good works. We should be eager to do those good works. We should encourage one another to do those good works. And we should expect that God is going to exalt himself in those good works. Church, I, I'm going to, uh, for the a few minutes here remaining, I'm inviting uh, Marcella up. Uh, and maybe Ignacio. I don't know if Ignacio is joining her or not. But I am going to be interviewing, ever so briefly, interviewing Marcella, and she's going to be sharing with us about an opportunity of good works that Marcella is stepping into this summer. So Marcella, come on up here. And Ignacio. Thank you, Michael. Ignacio and Marcella, thank you for taking part in uh, sharing here this morning. Marcella and Ignacio, this summer, God has called the two of you to be involved in a good work for him. Can you just tell us a bit about some of the plans uh, that God has already prepared for you? Okay. Um, well, I know most people here, but for those of you that don't uh, know me, my name is Marcella, and I would love to get to know you. I love meeting new people. Um, this uh, summer, um, I... I applied for an internship with Go Ministries. Um, they partner with the people in Dominican Republic um, to just redeem, restore creation, and uh, spread uh, the love of Jesus throughout that island. And um, to my humble surprise, they accepted me. Uh, it's for a five and a half week internship. Um, and um, my children get to go with me and Ignacio gets to go too. They won't be there the whole time. Um, Ignacio will join me in the third, the second week, and then the kids will stay for three weeks. Marcella, how has, uh, I, church, I don't, can I just tell you all a little bit, give you a little bit of history of these two right here? Uh, Marcella was a jazzercise instructor way back when, and uh, someone in the church invited Marcella to come to church, and Marcella, far from Jesus, was very spiritual, had kind of an Oprah-ish type of spirituality, and Marcella brought all of these questions and at sometimes crazy ideas 
She brought it, and God has done a wonderful work in Marcella's life. Marcella, over time, then trusted in Jesus, got baptized, and has been growing. And then her husband, one hot dog giveaway, rolls up on his 10-speed bike to check out this church that his wife had gotten involved with. And he's trying to figure out, is this a cult? What is going on? And he, that next Sunday, came to encounter and has been coming ever since. And God has done a wonderful work in his life. And we've had the joy and privilege of baptizing Ignacio. And now, I want you to understand the significance of this. They, in obedience, are following God's call for several weeks this summer to the Dominican Republic to be involved in the good work of sharing Jesus with the people there. That, yeah. And Ignacio and Marcella are far from perfect, so I don't want them to be, let's not put them up on a pedestal here, right? You are on a stage, but not a pedestal. But that's the work of the gospel. That's the work, that's, that's what good works can do, how God can use our good works in a person's life. A simple invitation of a jazzercise instructor all those years ago, that invitation is a good work that someone in obedience invited Marcella to come. And now we are celebrating and we're joining with them as they spend time in the Dominican Republic this summer telling people about Jesus. So Marcella and Ignacio, how has the Lord prepared you for this opportunity? Um, well, I would first add on to what you said. Um, we have been following um, Jesus for probably about 12, 13 years. Um, before that, we believed in God, but we were lead, leading very worldly, worldly lives. Um, and just so thankful that God, God brought us here to encounter a church, and um, we've never left, and we really love um, how much the church has encouraged us, and that encouragement of our gifts, too, is part that led to this. Um, so, you know, mission, mission work abroad was put on my heart a couple years ago, um, but I thought with my situation, it probably wouldn't be eh, possible because I have children, my, they go to school here, we have a life here, my husband works here. Um, and I there, saw lots of opportunities here to do good work, and I decided that my mission field would be Louisville. Um, and I've had different jobs, but there was always that unsettled feeling. and. Um, in just that calling to do something abroad. Um, and those different jobs, sometimes it would be a discouragement to me that I wasn't finding that fulfillment in, and I was changing jobs. But um, now as I am preparing to do this and applied, I saw that all those different jobs actually helped me because I had some skills in different areas and some experience that I think helped me to be someone they saw would be a good candidate for um, the internship. Um, and, um, and I think that answered the question. Ignacio, <laughs> do you have anything you want to add? You did a great job, Marcella. Well, I, I, think, uh, I think my journey started up when, you know, back to the days that Michael was talking about when I was just riding my bicycle and, and I, I really wanted to know wanted to know what Marcella was getting involved with and, and through all these years. Um, be, before that, I used to do mission trips with the youth group back in high school. And we used to go to the, to the mountains in Colombia uh, where the levels of poverty were extreme, a little bit like the Appalachians uh, here in the, in the States. And, and I, I remember, I still feel the joy of being able to share the word with the with the farmers and the and the humble people there that they didn't have anything to eat or they were just growing 
um, a coffee plant, a, a plants and, and, and getting the product out to the, to the markets in the city and, and getting just dimes for, for, what they, for the amount of work they were doing. But, but that joy, I started to experience it many years ago. And ever, ever, so, but my, my, my understanding of what I was doing was if I work hard enough, I can, I can have a relationship with Jesus Christ and be saved. And boy, I got it wrong, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, because it's, it's not like that. In, in coming to understand that we are saved so we can do good works, that's a totally different deal. And, and, and now I'm more excited about the real purpose of serving that I was before, and it makes all the sense, and I'm, I'm looking forward for, for that joy. So, so my preparation for that has been a, a journey in the... In, in that, plus some of the skills that I have acquired in my jobs, and, and here, even at church, I, I, I think God has been faithful to, to prepare me for this. We'll see how it goes. We'll, 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 we'll send you guys a report when we come back and, and see how things went. So you see, church, remember those circles. God gives us that purpose, Pastor Dan said. Then he equips us, he gifts us in different ways, and then the good works the opportunities show up. And, and where those all come together, that's kind of that sweet spot. Marcella, uh, what is a couple ways that the church can participate, can help you and Ignacio and your family, even as you prepare, or once you're there, or even once you get back, how can we help you in this good work? Uh, prayer, always prayer, um, that we would continue to do God's good works and not, um, preach the gospel of Marcella <laughs> or, or get on our own pedestal, pedestals um, uh, and be proud, which, yes, that our pride wouldn't get in the way. Um, and just that we wouldn't be discouraged. Um, I'm often reminded of how I heard once that the same thing God uses to develop you, the enemy uses to discourage you or to destroy you. And um, and I'd like to speak to even some of the young people there, like you have gifts, but sometimes those gifts are made fun of or they're, the enemy will use them and twist them in a way that you almost despise those gifts. And if I could share a personal story, um, um, I, we were at the Gaslight Festival last year. Um, we had a booth and we were doing outreach and I'm a very friendly person and I was talking to a gentleman and telling him about our church and the way that I talk to people. Um, and he, he turned to the person next to me and said, well, your girl was really flirting with me. And that really upset me. And it reminded me, it almost made me want to not be and have those gifts that the Lord gave me because they were seen in a way that was not glorifying to the Lord, that someone was accusing me of flirting with them. A gentleman thought I was flirting with him. And the church body it has encouraged me ever since I've been here. And in that moment, there was someone there from the church and they told me afterwards, I heard that conversation and you were not flirting. And I think of how the Holy Spirit and the Lord took that opportunity that the enemy wanted to make for evil and to discourage me and hate my gifts, who I am, but reaffirmed to me that that wasn't true. You weren't flirting. And um, I just think maybe you all have some gifts you have that people may have uh, twisted or the enemy has made you dislike and just that that this church has lifted me up and given me that confidence and um, fought the enemy's lies. And, and I just, that's one way that the church can continue to pray for me and for other people, you know, that we keep lifting each other up. Is there a financial commitment? Um, yeah, there's a financial commitment. All right. So there's opportunity for us as a church to not only pray, but also to give generously to them and just to continue to encourage Ignacio and Marcella in this good work. Can we encourage them again right now? Now I know a lot of you are saying, okay, Michael, 
man, you set the standard, you set the bar pretty high. If you're, if you're calling us to good works, uh, that's like, I, not all of us are going to be going to the Dominican Republic. Maybe the Lord would call us all to just plant a church there. I don't know. But we're not, we're not, that's not likely. That's not, most likely not, is, is not going to happen. So this, this summer, what I, what I want to announce, because we don't just want this to stop here. This summer, I, we are going to be emphasizing here as a church, okay? So this is kind of, the month of April has been a bit of a springboard into the summer months, all right? We've, we've we hit kind of a little bit of a pause button on the verse-by-verse verse of the Sermon on the Mount to talk about building up God's kingdom today. And this morning's sermon that I've taken, that we've, that we've gone through as we've discovered that God does call us, call us to be intentional in our good works this summer, we're going to emphasize all of us being involved in different good works. We're going to celebrate and we're going to get behind people like Ignacio and Marcella. We're going to celebrate people like Sharon Neely, who's going to be here on May 15th, sharing about the good work that she's doing in England. But at the same time, we're going to be about the business of doing good works here, right here in our neighborhoods. And so uh, we're, we're, we're introduced, I'm, I'm kind of teasing this just a little bit this week. Here in a couple weeks, we'll kind of have the official full rollout of this. But what we want to challenge you as a church to do is frankly, honestly, just be obedient because God has called us, he's commanded us to do good works. But we want to help ourselves every morning this summer during June and July. If you want to be an overachiever and start in May, you can do that too. If you, if you, want, to, if you want to continue on, that's, that's, that's great too. But we are going to do all that we can do to help you be intentional in doing good works this summer. And we want to encourage you to do those good works based upon how God has already gifted you. At our encounter group on Wednesday night, I just saw, I'm looking at Linda Dill here. Linda Dill enjoys gardening. All right? So Linda thought, hey, this summer, I can be more generous with my tomatoes with my neighbors. Right? So, or we even talked about, Linda, what if you even planted some extra tomato plants so that you can have that thought in mind that I'm going to do a good work here with my neighbors and I'm going to be intentional in that with the hopes, with the intention, with the goal of them glorifying God, them seeing Jesus through our life. BR2, Bill over here. Uh, Bill does a really good job of, uh, of grilling and smoking and barbecuing meat. And Bill has committed, he has said, this summer I'm going to have a, a picnic there for the people on my street on Yokumshire, is it Yokumshire Way or Lane? Yokumshire Drive. I'm going to be having a picnic for all of the people on Yokumshire Drive, and I'm going to invite them, and I'm going to use my gifts, the gift of grilling and smoking meat, and we're going to have a party, and I'm going to build my relationship with them with the goal, with the purpose of showing Christ to them. Church, it might be a good summer. Maybe the Lord's calling you to move to Yokumshire Drive for that picnic. I don't know. The students, the youth group, Pastor Jesse has done a really good job of starting to get the youth involved in community service and serving within the community. Here in just a week or two, the students on a Saturday morning will be serving in a in Lifeline Ministry, a, a local nonprofit where they, they bag up and they put food bags together and they send it off to people around the world who have no food. Last month, how many bags of food did you put together in a short amount of time? They almost, the students gathered and, and bagged up almost 8,000 bags of food. That, and where would those bags go to? To the Ukraine refugees. Right here. That's a good work that they've stepped into. And, and Jesse has said, here's an opportunity for our students to be doing good works. Church, we're, we're going to continue. Again, this is just more, more or less a teaser here. We actually even want to give you some money. If, you, if you're someone like Bill and you're like, man, I'd love to do this, but it's going to cost a little bit of money. As a church, we want to help get behind you in that. And we want to help support you with that. And there'll be a process for you to go through. And we'll tell you more about that in the coming weeks. 
Maybe you want to do a, a, a yard sale to raise money for a local ministry. Maybe it's inviting your neighbors over for a board game evening. Maybe the good work is taking a meal to someone in need. Maybe the good work that you want to do more regularly is, is maybe watching a young couple's children so that they can go out on a date, and maybe you even pay for their date night. Uh, maybe it's going to the laundromat. I know some of you have done this in the past. You, you take a, a bag of quarters to the laundromat on a Saturday morning, you pay for someone's laundry, and then it gives you the opportunity to share, share Jesus with them and even take a gospel pamphlet along with you to give to them. Those are good works. Maybe you enjoy uh, gardening, uh, and, and maybe you want to grow a cut flower garden so that way you can put little bouquets together and take them to your neighbors. These are things that, that our children can be doing. Maybe, maybe you're a handyman, someone like Adam over, over here, right? Maybe someone like Adam could say, you know what? Once a month, I'm going to set half a day aside to go and serve someone else and to help them with some home repair home repairs around their house, and I'm not going to charge them. And I'm just going to, that's just going to be a good work that I'm going to be doing. Another easy good work that all of us can be involved in is coming early to church at nine o'clock and help pray, right? That, that's one of the most important good works that we should be doing. From nine to 9.30 on Sunday mornings, every Sunday morning, there's a small group of us that meet in that prayer room over there. Maybe this summer during the months of June and July, you're going to commit and you're going to say, I'm going to be involved in that good work of praying for this church, praying for our communities, and just praying that God would use these good works to glorify himself. So we're, we want to make it a summer of good works. The Bible tells us to encourage each other to do this so that when we come together on Sunday mornings or when we're meeting with our encounter groups, we're given a lot of high fives and saying, keep it up. Keep it up. God uses us to build his kingdom through our good works. And ultimately, our works should reflect the greatest work of them all, which is the work of our Savior there on the cross.